there was something about getting to the end and just feeling like we're sitting face to face, having coffee. One thing I've noticed about the souls in the hereafter, they call a spade a spade. If they think you're a jerk, they're going to tell you you're being a jerk. For me, the most important aspects of the book are the personal reflections of experience, especially the one in Sauter City in the beginning. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet activist, speaker, and educator Nejwa Zabian, spiritual medium George Anderson, and CEO of Fieldcraft Survival Mike Glover. Tune in to hear these authors discuss the healing, spiritual, and profound experiences that led to the creation of their audiobooks and how they hope to personally connect with their listeners. Enjoy. Hi, this is Nejwa Zabian, author of Conversations on Letting Go. My inspiration for Conversations on Letting Go was wanting to co-construct something with every human out there who has struggled with letting go. I know that my audience has been asking me questions on letting go for years, and at the same time, I feel like it's one of the most common themes when it comes to healing. So I wanted to be able to answer questions on letting go in a very general format, but at the same time take in specific stories and specific examples from people to make sure that it's relatable to them and that they can apply it to their life. If I had to describe what it was like to record this audiobook in one word, that word would be liberating. It was liberating because I finally got the chance and had the courage to share so many vulnerable moments from my own healing journey, going over exercises that I myself did in therapy to release certain trauma responses. That to me was one of the highlights of this audiobook, and I hope that it inspires any person listening to feel as liberated as I felt. Thinking back to any words that I had difficulty pronouncing, it's not that I had difficulty pronouncing this one, but it was in such a funny place that I struggled with saying it properly, and the word is irrevocable. See, I can say it perfectly, but in the sentence, it was surrounded by so many R's and L's, and I kept butchering it, so that would be my word. My favorite section to record was the conclusion, because I got a chance to speak directly to the listener and to have a heart-to-heart -heart with them. I know that I was doing that throughout the audiobook, but there was something about getting to the end and just feeling like we're sitting face-to-face, -face, having coffee, and talking seriously about how important it is to just let go and live that life that you've been wanting to live. Yeah, that would be my favorite part. I prepared myself to record this audiobook by reminding myself of how unique this project is. I mean, I'm speaking directly to people who've submitted questions for me to answer, and I'm not writing a book where I'm thinking every sentence needs to be written a certain way or there has to be a certain format. It was more like, what do I need to say so that a person listening to this 
can not only feel like they can let go, but also walk away feeling like they know how to let go. So I kept that in mind as I was preparing for this, and I think it turned out to be magical. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Princess Diana because so much of my journey aligns with hers in terms of searching for love and that feeling of home and belonging. And I feel like narrating this book would have changed her life. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is honestly anywhere. Like I just put my AirPods in. I'll listen to audiobooks as I'm cooking, as I'm doing the dishes. Like, the question isn't, where is your favorite place to listen to audiobooks? It's like, what places can you not listen to audiobooks? And then just stay away from those. And now listen to a clip from my audio original. Who you are should always be present in connections that you are trying to build. Don't stop yourself from fully being yourself just because you think that past experiences hurt you as much as they did because you did open up and because you were vulnerable. I know you might not be ready to enter into a new relationship or to even think about being in a relationship again. But once you are ready, I want you to remember that just because someone in your past chose to hurt you or cheat on you or lie to you, It doesn't mean that happened because you were open and vulnerable and you presented yourself as you are. Hi, I'm George Anderson, author of Ask George Anderson. Basically, what inspired me is the fact that people always wanted to have the opportunity to ask about what it's like in the hereafter. You know, try to answer people's questions who had significant issues in their lives, as we all do. And what do the souls say about this or that? One thing I've noticed about the souls in the hereafter, they call a spade a spade. If they think you're a jerk, they're going to tell you you're being a jerk. I always laugh when somebody says, Jesus, that doesn't sound like my mother, because that's what they would do. And I like that they come through that way, that it's not flowery, that they still maintain their personality, their humor, their attitude. And somebody will say, That's exactly how he would reach out to me. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that would be gladness because it afforded an opportunity for people to send in questions that were concerning them about their life here on the earth as well as their loved ones in the hereafter, not like in a personal session sense, but in a general sense to help them to understand what it's like over there. 
particularly for people whose loved ones passed on tragically. I realized I had trouble pronouncing encephalitis. When I was in the first grade, it was a rare form of chicken pox that really knocked me on my rear. I wasn't able to walk. I was paralyzed from the waist down. It was encephalitis, I believe, but the way it's written in Ask George Anderson, I think it's more complicated than that, and I had trouble pronouncing it. Encephalomyelitis. See, I'm still having trouble pronouncing it. I'm proud that I was able to narrate my own book, and I'm excited that listeners will listen to it and gain from it. You know, the situations that have faced or are facing people in the book that I'm certainly sure other people will have the same difficulties, and hopefully that will give them a shot in the arm where it won't be so overwhelmingly desolate or sad. It will certainly provide hopefulness and reassurance. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Morgan Freeman. I not too long ago watched a nature program, and he was the narrator. I liked his speaking voice and his narration, so probably that's who I would look for. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. One of my father's favorite expressions was, life is always so easy until somebody comes along, upsets your apple cart, and shows you how hard it really is. But I believe that none of us wanders so aimlessly through our own lives as to think any of it is easy, simply because we haven't yet learned how hard it actually can be. Hi, this is Mike Glover, author of Prepared, a manual for surviving worst-case scenarios. What inspired me to write this book was I wanted to give context to citizens, civilians of this country, I mean, citizens of every country, kind of the understanding as I understood it from a long career in the military, how to better prepare yourself and be ready for the worst case scenario. If I had to describe recording my audiobook in one word, that would be fulfilling. It was very challenging. That would have been my second word, but it was really fulfilling to kind of go through it and dissect it piece by piece and then hear it said out loud. So I would say fulfilling. Man, there were so many words and phrases that I wasn't able to pronounce as accurately and as required, I think, when you tell a story this important. So yeah, there are many of those. There are probably too many to cite an example. There's many parts of the book that I was excited as we recorded them of people hearing. But I think for me, the most important aspects of the book are the personal 
reflections of experience, especially the one in Sauter City, right out the gate in the beginning, where I talk about a very profound experience of trying to survive a real combat scenario and how that relates in context to people being better prepared. Whenever I went back to those and I was saying it out loud, it was really cool to hear because it evoked a lot of emotions. It evoked a lot of memories. And I think those for the listener or for the reader are going to be the most significant aspects of this book. How did I prepare for recording this audio? Man, there wasn't a lot of preparation. I think drinking coffee prior, you know, caffeine. But I also have done a lot of podcasts. So I'm used to talking or hearing myself talk. But there's not a lot that you could do in preparation for reading a book that you write. So (laughs) a lot of water, a lot of hot drinks, and then a lot of focus. So not too much I could do in preparation besides that. If I had to record this book again, one of the things I think I would bring to the studio that I didn't have was probably hot tea. (laughs) I hate to say it, but I think hot tea with lemon, almost like just to make your throat feel a little bit better would help and benefit. I started to feel my voice go at the end of the long sessions of recording. So yeah, I think I'd bring something to nurture my throat a little. My dream narrator for sure would be Ray Porter. He's the narrator for the Terminal List series written by Jack Carr. And he's got a like perfect narration voice for this. It sounds like he's experienced in all of these things based off the narration that I hear from Terminal List. But yeah, he would be it for sure. I love audiobooks. And my favorite is especially authors that are very compelling are reading the actual book. Some of my favorite are written and then read by Jordan Peterson. The 12 Rules for Life and Antidote to Chaos is a great listen and also a great read, but I thoroughly enjoy Jordan Peterson's voice over that. I can't imagine anybody else narrating Jordan Peterson's writings. I think my favorite place to listen to audiobooks is when I'm traveling. I often travel for work to teach preparedness across the country. When I'm on a plane, when I'm in a vehicle for long periods of time, where I'm isolated, secluded from business, from distraction, I think that's my favorite place because I can get a few hours in at a time and that's when I could really get sunk into the book. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. Catastrophe is an equal opportunist. It doesn't care about your personal wealth or social status, your religious convictions, or how nice of a person you are. Catastrophe doesn't operate or execute on timelines and constraints. It doesn't have an objective or a goal outside of turning your life into complete and utter chaos. The question here is, are you prepared? Are you ready to be confronted head on by the worst day of your life? This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.